Welcome to the Don't Trip on the Usual Travel podcast from Beyond Experiences. My name is Kishan and I'm going to be speaking with Rashmi today. Hi Rashmi. Hi Kishan. So Rashmi, what are you going to be, what are you going to be talking to us about today? I thought let's talk about Sikkim today. Sikkim. Okay. And if I understand that right, Sikkim comes from the northeast of India. Yes, it is. Okay. So, what is I mean, I've heard a lot about Sikkim and primarily I think Sikkim is in focus right now because of the tensions between India and China. Right? I mean, at times it does come into the focus. So, could you tell us a little bit about what Sikkim is all about and why should one be visiting Sikkim? So, if you love mountains, if you're a mountain person, Sikkim is a small state by the eastern Himalayas. Okay. It ticks a lot of boxes. So, there are mountain peaks so if you heard about kanchenjunga which is the third highest uh, peak in the world mm-hmm. uh, you can see the range from sikkim okay uh, if you want to have a peaceful holiday you should head to sikkim what is very interesting about sikkim is that uh, you know plastic was banned long time back there i remember i traveled to sikkim long time back when i was about to join a job i traveled to sikkim there were no plastics there mm-hmm. it's clean it's green small state it has more than 200 monasteries so wherever you go either you are following the prayer flags or the prayer flags are following okay so you feel blessed everywhere a lot of people follow buddhism there there are uh, hindus also so primarily people are either hindu or they are buddhists okay uh, there are a lot of monasteries so if you have heard about this uh, guru called guru padma sambhava the guy who took uh, buddhism to bhutan also mm-hmm. he had visited sikkim and he is believed to be somebody who's uh kind of started buddhism in sikkim also okay so in general if you go to any mountain uh, you'll find that people are far more spiritual or far more religious in nature maybe because of the terrains they stay in difficult uh, land so religion becomes a rallying force or it becomes a source of strength for people so here also when you're traveling within sikkim you'll find a lot of monasteries now forget religion for a minute because there are monasteries so there are a lot of prayer fl- flags across the state mm-hmm. right uh wherever you go you will come across this whole uh sounds of chanting uh these uh, drums being played mm-hmm. so it makes the whole atmosphere in general uh, very peaceful i'm saying i'm not saying peaceful means there's no noise etc but it, it it transports you to a different kind of a place now add everything else add the mountains add the uh greenery this place is also known for orchids sikkim exports a lot of orchids okay it has a lot of variety of flowers and uh, butterflies etc mm-hmm. now so monasteries in general are colorful mm-hmm. uh, the place is colorful food is great there are flowers there are mountains there are this river so it makes a great holiday destination so how different is this from a place like uttarakhand in that way because uttarakhand also pretty much has Yeah so Something if you similar, look at right? Uttarakhand yes if you look at Uttarakhand Uttarakhand is towards the north mm-hmm. this is eastern uh, Himalayas mm-hmm. culturally both the places are very different so if okay. you look at Sikkim uh, the predominant uh, uh, what should i say uh, section of people are Bhutias then you have Lepchas and then you have a lot of people who speak Nepalese there okay so culturally they'll be very different from what it is in Uttarakhand okay so but yeah uh, In Uttarakhand, also, if you go towards Gadwal and Kumau, etc., you find similarity mm-hmm. in uh, certain parts with some kind of uh, language which is spoken in uh, Sikkim, especially the Nepalese and Gadwali is actually very, very similar to each other. 
the food is very different sikkim will be predominantly tibetan food mm-hmm. when you go to tranchal tranchal is a vegetarian kind of state if i may call it beyond the point you won't even find eggs there so sikkim if you go to sikkim if you mm-hmm. like momos if you like thuppa then mm-hmm. i think you'll have a good time because this is the kind of food that's consumed there utranchal will be very very different utranchal will be like any other north indian the roti dal sabji that kind of food is consumed music is different our attire is different so there is there is difference landscape is also very different actually mm-hmm. so uh, how does one traverse in a place like sikkim and in the very first place how does uh, would uh, i would presume that gangtok is a place that one would fly down to uh actually the airport is in a place called pakyong yeah locals call it pakim actually isn't that the most beautiful airport uh, which was more which was publicized very recently it is it is you know if you can imagine yourself landing on a mountain patch mm-hmm. you know the imagination itself is very very beautiful that place is roughly 25 kilometers from gangtok mm-hmm. but remember in mountains 25 kilometers could mean anything between one and a half to hours right beautiful airport but uh, on the flip side it's a new airport also it has limited connectivity so you have direct flights from guwahati you have direct flights from kolkata however one must keep in mind that it's a mountain airport so there are at times visibility issues flights don't land hmm. i would actually suggest flying to a place called bagdogra which is the nearest town in west bengal hmm. it has a larger airport it's a 4 4 and a half hours drive from bagdogra airport to gangtok okay uh, the drive is good once you you know cross bagdogra becomes very very peaceful long drive but i would say it's your uh, risk of not landing there flights being cancelled etc is minimistic okay so that's also the uh, common route that it takes when i had traveled i also flew to bagdogra and then i took a public transport so public transport that time was called marshal marshal is a kind of a jeep okay i had never heard about a marshal before that ride but uh, it was called marshal it was a 10 seater and i remember that uh, it was a public transport a shared transport so it took me to a gangtok hotel uh, but there are buses and there are sumos and then you also get taxis at the airport itself mm-hmm. so it's not once you land in bangalore i think uh, commute to gangtok is not a problem okay so then so one would need to come down to gangtok predominantly i mean is that the city that one would need to start the travel to sikkim from uh, not necessary but uh, gangtok actually if you look at sikkim it's more like a hub and spoke uh, kind of a scenario mm-hmm. so a lot of places let's say you land in gangtok you go to north sikkim when you go to north sikkim you'll cover places like lachen mm-hmm. lachen is a place which is known for guru dongmar lake which is the highest lake in the world oh. very very beautiful lake and it is considered holy by buddhists hindus and sikhs Wow. Guru Nanak Dev had traveled to that place. Uh, what's very interesting is that the lake is not frozen. On top mm-hmm. of the hill, you will find a freshwater lake. Mm-hmm. You have a place called Lachung there, which is again North Sikkim. Uh, highly recommended. Secluded, very less touristy. Few people go there, but you want to experience snowfall. That's your place. You can probably open your window of the hotel and hotel room, mm-hmm. and you will find snowfall. Mm-hmm. Then there is a place called Yunthang Valley there, which is the Valley of Flowers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sikkim is known for rhododendrons. Incidentally, Uttaranchal is also popular for rhododendrons. Uh, so, if you go during season, Yunthang has a great bloom of lot of flowers. There are a lot of hot hot springs there. So, if you're feeling cold, natural hot springs 
they have minerals etc etc so let's say you go to this north sikkim you cover these two from there if you want to come to west of sikkim east of sikkim etc you will have to come back to bangkok okay and then again start traveling so yes your point is right for that matter you have to be in gangtok and then you can keep covering these different places because there's no way to perhaps reach the other locations first uh there are other locations locations which you can reach like a namchi you may not have to enter gangtok mm-hmm. but if you look at uh, what are the top things to do in sikkim for me i would rate north sikkim uh, as fairly high both mm-hmm. lachen and lachung including mm-hmm. your zero point yungthang valley all of those i would also rate uh, pelling which is towards the west mm-hmm. as a great place to visit okay so we'll come to pelling so now if i have to when i have to come to pelling i came back to gangtok and stayed overnight in gangtok again and then i traveled to pelling mm-hmm. of course from pelling i moved to darjeeling so i didn't have to enter gangtok again but let's say then you want to go to east so mm-hmm. towards the east you have this uh, old silk route mm-hmm. this is the route from where sikkim used to trade with bhutan with china with tibet etc okay so you must keep uh, something in mind that sikkim used to be a an independent country Ah, it okay. was added to India in 1975. I see. That way, it's the you can call it. It's somebody who was uh, taken into India's scheme of things very recently mm-hmm. compared to anybody else. So it used to be an independent country. It had its own king, etc., etc., and then they merged with India. So they became a state of independent state of India. I see. Mm-hmm. So uh, they had that place was called Old Silk Road. Now that place, there's a place called Zuluk. and then you have these old silk route great for trekking etc mm-hmm. very basic amenities because not the touristy circuit like gangtok etc but i think it is a place if you're somebody who really likes to do beyond the usual kind of things i think it's a place to go hairpin mm-hmm. bends all of that if you are not really uh, you know scared of mountain sickness and you are don't have a high altitude issue that's another world it almost looks like another world mm-hmm. now from zuluk uh, if you have to come back to sikkim again you have to go back to gangtok again however what you can actually do is uh, you can actually head to kalimpong from there and enter west bengal mm-hmm. so you can do that also if you have a lot of days in mind so small state but you know when we look at all these states these are not day trips i'm not talking about them as day trips like you can't go to lachung and come back mm-hmm. it was just to reach lachung it will take you 6 hours wow okay so typically the um, more suggested route is that let's say you want to cover lachen and lachung both mm-hmm. so you drive to lachen stay there small hamlet next day you finish your gudam dongmar lake excursion and then you drive to lachung stay overnight in lachung next day you do your yumthang valley your zero point your hot springs so two nights in lachung is a must otherwise you haven't seen it yeah i think most of the time i think one must be getting pretty tired as well right i mean if you are you are uh, traveling for about 4 to 6 hours in a day to reach your destination see if you think from the point of view of hours you'll feel tired yeah but when you visualize this drive where you have snow you have these trees you have these flowers you don't feel tired much okay. because that itself becomes a different experience does one face any kind of an altitude sickness problem considering you are in the mountain side see it depends on people honestly it depends it, it differs from people to people Okay. In general, if you're a fit person, you don't have an issue. So, I've spent roughly 13 odd days in Sikkim. Mm-hmm. Right. So, depends. But if you ask in general anybody in India, they will be traveling to Gangtok. They will go to the Changu Lake, the Nathula Pass, 
that's like a one day trip again you go mm. and come back etc one day they'll do some local sightseeing of sikkim one day they'll do room take monastery and then back if people typically go for four five days if you really want to explore sikkim then i would suggest a good 12 days where you get a chance to cover your whole northern side you cover gangtok you cover pelling and then maybe you go to zuluk and exit out of bengal and come out you, know, you go to kalimpong and then head to baktogra and back that's another way of traveling that's a immersive traveler's thing where uh what you will experience will be a lot of culture lot of uh, religion lot of beautiful landscape uh, you can enjoy rafting you can do hikes mm. so there are multiple things that you can do or some days you can just do nothing you go to a place like lachung and just do nothing of course you see the experience the snowfall you will uh, go and visit the valley of flowers you will go to drive towards the zero point but otherwise you can just generally chill like it's a it's a great vacation option Mm-hmm. So I have heard a lot about zero point what exactly is zero point so zero point is basically a point after which there is no nobody okay the road ends there okay that's why it's called zero, and, zero and point and then the international border starts or something uh beyond it yes there's border okay right? and but, is, is uh, it chinese border no 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 so if you reach that zero point it's okay. it's at a very high altitude okay beyond that there is nothing it's like a what should i say it's like a uh, elevation and after that there's nothing okay So uh to go to places like zero point and nathula etc you will always require permits okay. now these permits are permits for the vehicle mm-hmm. and uh, these are not permits which can be procured online etc because you know permits are given subject to weather conditions so let's say if the weather condition is not good uh, even a nathula permit will not be uh, provided so what happens is whenever you are traveling to sikkim your uh, travel partner there or person there will always say that we will procure the permits on the same day or maybe a night mm-hmm. prior so when you are traveling nathula it is clubbed with chambu lake chambu lake itself is very very beautiful uh, it's frozen in summer you can see a lot of snowfall there uh, but permit for nathula may not be available so you can go cover chambu lake uh, see the baba mandir so baba mandir is your uh, Jaswantgarh equivalent Mandir of Tawang. Oh, I see. Not as uh, popular because the story of Jaswant Singh is uh, far more popular because mm-hmm. of the Indo-China War of 1962. Correct. And uh, there are far more uh, tangible evidences like there's a telephone wire and there's a tree which is still around where he was hanged. Mm-hmm. So that story has taken you know deep roots and he's really. respected etc so you have a equivalent baba mandir of course jaswan singh story is very very different because in the army uh, considered him or treated him as a soldier who's alive so he was given his promotions on time he became honorary officer and he retired so you can see that and then uh, if weather is great then you go to nathula pass and then you can come back that's like a full day affair you leave in the morning you'll back in the evening so a day is gone so that's why i'm saying when you budget for four five days etc you can technically only cover Gangtok, you can cover Nathula, and one day you will go to Rumtek, which is on the other side, which is of course not very far from Gangtok. If you're really looking at exploring, then you'll have to decide what you want to cover, what are your interest area, and accordingly plan. There is no point having a rushed vacation in such a beautiful place. Okay, so so typically seven to ten days is it good enough for a place like Sikkim? If you have seven days, you can easily cover. Gangtok, you can cover Lachen, you can cover Lachon. Okay. If you have nine odd days, you can also cover Pelling. Okay. Now Pelling is uh, 
a very nice place pelling is very beautiful very peaceful and uh, a little ahead of pelling is a place called tashiding monastery okay now the tashiding monastery is uh, a monastery which is popular uh, for what should i say it's fortune telling with level of water so it's believed that there is a pot of water which is kept there mm-hmm. and uh, there's a festival called bumchu festival which is an annual festival mm-hmm. so the priest or the monk uh, sort of the concerned person he takes out the pot and then checks the level of water so if the level of water is uh, like as desired then it's going to be a year of prosperity wow so interesting the water has gone down which means it's really famine etc etc so how true is that see faith it's faith you can't question but yeah it's a festival with a lot of fanfare and what's very interesting about this monastery is that uh, there's a chotan which is this shrine or whatever mm-hmm. inside the temple complex and they say that just you know like you say seeing is believing right so it's seeing is cleansing there mm-hmm. one look at that and all your sins are washed away Mm. So yeah, very interesting beliefs. A lot of people come there. Buddhists across the world they come for the Bumchu festival. Uh, they come to visit the Tashiding Monastery. It's considered uh, the holiest shrine in Gangtok. Uh, sorry, in Sikkim. Okay. Yeah, so uh, it has a lot of uh, legend associated with it, and people believe it. So they all come for the Bumchu festival. People across the world come there. I like, Rumtek is. Is a more known monastery. If you look at Rumtek, like everybody knows about Rumtek because it is in Gangtok, not very far away. Right? This is in Pelling, so few people go there. Uh, but if you look at mythology and look at their own stories, this has far more uh, interesting stories associated with it compared to other monasteries. Mm-hmm. And what's very interesting is when you're walking up to Tashding, the entire route, like I said, Sikkim is full of prayer, prayer flags. So you're walking up to the monastery. There are walls. Walls are inscriptions, and uh, they have all these Buddhist chants. So you never feel tired. So, like you said, you feel tired, right? right. You don't feel tired. You look everywhere. You find prayer flags. The wind is blowing. Prayer flags are colorful. You can. Are these uh, prayer flags the the same as what we normally see? A lot of people have these prayer flags on their vehicles. Yeah, 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 yeah. So these are these uh, prayer flags are nothing but a piece and, of fabric and in bluish. Blue, red, red, white, different colors, yeah. and there are these chants or these you know mantras written on it. Mm-hmm. So the whole idea is that it creates an atmosphere of positivity. It's think about it, you know, uh, population of five lakh everybody is praying. Automatically, everything becomes positive. So mm-hmm. power of prayers, if I may say. So that's why Sikkim feels very very different. You know, you said Uttaranchal, right? Uttaranchal right. is also a lot of pilgrimage, lot of temples. Mm-hmm. a uh, lot of uh, famous for a lot of things like charnam mm-hmm. or those sakidanath badrinath etc right but it's not as silent as a sikkim sikkim mm-hmm. is silent it's quiet okay utranchal is not quiet utranchal is crowded okay then if you go to kedarnath the number of pilgrims who come there is huge mm-hmm. uh, badrinath crowded uh, population is higher so you find a lot of people everywhere Lot of shops, uh, but if you, I have to just compare cleanliness of Sikkim with anybody in India. I think uh, they just uh, need to be appreciated for the way that state has been maintained. Plastic was banned long time back. They are now uh, really trying to promote organic farming, eat natural, etc. Mm. Uh, so they were the first 
state, one of the first states in India who started promoting very good recipes. There are organic farms. You can go and visit those farms also and see what's happening there. So what is the type of food that one gets there since you talk about organic farming? And... Actually, you get all types of foods. Okay. Whether you are a South Indian, you are a North Indian, you are a East Indian, you get all types of foods. Uh, if you love the Tibetan food, I think you'll just love it because the momos are out of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thukpa is absolutely delicious. Mm-hmm. The noodle soup that they make is great. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of Tibetan food. Uh, you have to understand that there's some amount of Tibetan influence in their culture. Mm-hmm. And the way they dress, the Buddhism, the food, etc. Apart from that, you'll get other all types of normal food that is consumed in any part of India, you'll get there. Because you have restaurants, you have people from other parts of the country who come and started stuff there. So, food is never an issue. You want vegetarian food, you'll have enough vegetarian food. Okay. You want non-veg food, you'll get non-veg food. Okay. So, when would be the best time to visit a place like Sikkim? Uh, Sikkim, I would say, see, December and January is cold. But if you are not uh, really somebody who uh, is scared of in that kind of severe cold but yeah people avoid those two months so if you look at it uh, September, October, November February, March, April, May these are good months to go to Sikkim mm-hmm. uh, like I told you Sikkim is known for orchids uh, flowers so if you want to match your timing with the flower show orchid churches etc uh, think of spring mm-hmm. because uh, really something that you may not want to miss mm-hmm. they have I think more than uh, 500 odd varieties of uh, flowers there, flowering plants. Toberdendron Festival. Uh, if you're into birding, then it's a great place to sight some exotic birds. So if you're not really keen on uh, flowering season, etc., then the other months are as good. And uh, if you want to experience snow, then I think yeah. So I suppose it should be a great place to trek, right? It's a good place to hike. Yeah. You can do short treks. And a lot of places. Are there some adventure-related activities that one can do? There is rafting there. So okay. Rafting in Pista. So when after the monsoon, the water levels come up, and rafting is a good, uh, thing, a good option. Mm-hmm. All right. And any, um, what would be the three standout experiences? I know you mentioned about the, you know, the Valley of Flowers and. Uh, and other places but what according to you are the three outstanding experiences that one should not miss if a person travels to Sikkim okay so one for me would be north of Sikkim which is both Guru Dommar Lake and Zero Point okay mm, Valley of Flowers of course is seasonal the bloom will be better in the spring season the other for me is Pelling which is your uh, Tashiding Monastery mm-hmm. You know, I'm not a really religious person, etc. But I'm saying it's it's a great hike up also, and it's a nice place, nice legends, very beautiful. Pelling itself is beautiful. Third for me is actually the uh, old Silk Route. Mm. It's a not so visited place, so very basic uh, accommodation options. In fact, uh, only homestays actually. You have decent homestays there. These three are great. Anyways, if you're going to Sikkim, you will end up in Gangtok, so you will have the food, you will enjoy momos, you will go shopping, uh, you will visit the room take and Nathalas of the world, etc. Mm-hmm. But these three, you know, in three different parts of Sikkim, three different kind of experiences, I think people should consider these experiences when they're planning a trip to Sikkim and see if they can manage within their time or if they can add more number of days and cover these. And perhaps, depending upon the 
the place where they travel to within Sikkim. It might be possible to touch, uh, you know, some cities of the neighboring state as well. For example, yes. you talked about yes. Salimpong going down yeah, to West yeah, Bengal. Yeah, yeah. So, for example, you go to Zulu, so no need to come back to Gangtok. Right. From there, you enter into Kalimpong. Hmm. Let's say you go to Pelling, no need to come back to Gangtok. Travel to Darjeeling from there. You right. can do that, and then right. you add your Darjeeling. Darjeeling is known for tea gardens, the toy trade, and you can have right. experiences. Right. Cool. Sounds good. Okay. Thanks, Rashmi, for joining us, and it was uh, it was a pretty interesting talk about Sikkim. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thanks for tuning in. Do come back for more such experiences to the Beyond Our Experiences style podcast. Take care, stay safe, have fun, and whatever else you do, don't trip on the usual.